Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers had their media day on Tuesday. They talked about Anthony Davis moving to center, the impact that Russell Westbrook is going to have on this team on and off the floor, and, of course, Hillbilly Kobe. All that coming up next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Andy, it was an unusually brisk media day. The Lakers had a very tight schedule, kept to it brilliantly uh, on Tuesday's media day. And um, we learned a lot and uh, plenty to get into. Yeah. If, um, uh, if, first if, and foremost, kudos to them for keeping those trains running on time. Yeah, I got to tell you, if uh, the front office and Frank Vogel com- can combine forces to make LeBron, AD, and Russ as efficient as Media Day, <laughs> this team is sleepwalking. They're going to go eighty-two and zero. Oh my, eighty-two and zero and sixteen and zero. Like it's boom, over. boom, and boom, wow. boom, boom. Loved it. Yeah, and so um, and and kudos to them as well uh, for making news right out of the gate. There's a ton we want to get to. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, what came out of media day, including the, you know the vaccination status of the whole team, which is really important from a basketball standpoint, um, you know LeBron's leadership and all that. But Anthony Davis making headlines basically with his first answer of the day: "I expect to play center this year." Um, still don't know exactly what that means uh, in terms of the amount of playing time, but if it come if it comes from Anthony Davis's mouth that this is where he expects to play. And that to be his primary position, uh, it's pretty significant development in the whole where is Anthony Davis going to play thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you know, Brian, I'm a big believer in the power of semantics. So, of course, he expects to play center. I mean, <laughs> he's obviously going to play center. I mean, hell, Carmelo Anthony will probably end up playing center at some point over the course of 82 games in some small ball lineup with either AD not available in foul trouble, et cetera. That being said, though, yes, it did seem like everybody was going into this season, whether you're talking about Anthony Davis, Frank Vogel, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, because they obviously get affected by this as well, mm-hmm. with the expectation that Anthony Davis's time at center would be, at minimum, much closer to the 2020 championship uh, ratio, which was about 50-50, maybe 60-40 towards power forward. Power forward in the regular season. Sorry to interrupt you. It was... I saw the numbers this morning. It was 60-40 regular season, AD weighted to power forward, and that flipped in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I mean, something like that. I actually expect if if he starts at center, tell me if you disagree. I actually think for starters, it would be 60-40 with him at center weighted that way and probably bump up a little bit more in the playoffs. That would be my expectation if he starts there. Yeah, if anything, it could end up uh, even with more time there because we both think it's going to work exceptionally well. So why mess with it? Yeah. And, and guys talked about it. Like, you know, Westbrook talked about, um, you know, and he wasn't the only one, talked about why it matters and what what opens up with Davis playing center. And, you know, Russ was, was very clear about it. You know, AD's ability to play at three levels. Uh, he's impossible to guard anyway when he's um, – you know, when he's fully engaged and all, nobody in the league can guard him, but you can do it close to the basket. He's a lob third. He can pick, he can pop, he can do all that stuff and step away from the basket. It puts an enormous amount of pressure uh, on a defense when you have the ability of Westbrook and LeBron to also get downhill. Yeah. And also too, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. 
as great a player as AD is, if you often give him an excuse to float around the perimeter, he will gladly take it. Mm -hmm. He is very inclined to often push himself further from the basket and that could be a combination of aesthetical preference, belief, belief in his jumper, trying to accommodate whoever is actually the designated center too much. In the end, I don't necessarily care what the reason is. I see what the result is. And the result is not as good a version of Anthony Davis or the Lakers. And playing him more at center, I think, will in a lot of ways cut down on those tendencies because one thing Anthony Davis is, and this is something you brought up a lot sometimes to his own detriment, he is a rule follower. Anthony Davis is not a guy that breaks the offense, you know, it, compared to some star players who obviously have the liberties to do that if they uh, wanted one to. One of whom has a reputation for doing that is on this team. Yes. <laughs> Russell yes. Westbrook. Yeah. Or, I mean, LeBron. I mean, Le- LeBron, just as an example, told David Blatt, no, we're not running that horse shit play. This isn't the play we're actually going to run. You know, th- things like that. Anthony Davis is a soldier. So if he is slated at the four, he's going to behave more like a four. If he's slated like a five, I think you will see him behave more like a five in ways that, again, will bring him more often closer to the basket. And I think also, too, it just sort of removes that label. It, you know, it becomes, you know, the Lakers become much more of a positionless team, you know, with the, with the skill sets that they have. And Davis, Davis is not, you know, Nikola Jokic, but he's a good passer. He's a willing passer. He see certainly sees the floor and he, and he, he, you know, all that stuff. He moves without the ball when he's engaged well. Like it's, it's just, it's all, it, it, it is all very effective. The other thing that I think is was pointed out, we can kind of even use this to sort of talk a little bit about the ways guys talked about Westbrook. Um, Russ was asked about his impact, expected impact on the team, and one of the things that you know he talked about was pace um getting up and down the floor you know that's part of his responsibility is to set that pace anthony davis said like when you play with russell westbrook running is mandatory like you are going to get up and down the floor and i actually think that makes it easier for davis to play defense or to play center because if they're running more if they're a, a little bit more of a fast break team that increases the pace of play and it means he's not going to spend as much time you know, up against the big physical centers and this and that. And when they do, like they pointed out, okay, that game DeAndre Jordan starts, or that game Dwight Howard starts, it's all, it can all work out just fine. Or, you know what, occasionally, you're just going to have to bang in the post, man. That's part of the job. <laughs> like, you look, we all have jobs. Some of us, you know, have multiple jobs. And anybody Speaking who's- which, if we could hurry this along, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple things. No, I, 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 I understand. But like, We've had a lot of jobs. There's going to be an aspect of every job. <laughs> so many jobs. No matter how much you happen to love that job, there's going to be elements of the job you don't like. For Anthony Davis, part of what he does not like about playing NBA basketball is banging with big, heavy bodies. Like, he doesn't enjoy it. You know what? I don't blame him. Doesn't sound that much fun to me. Guess what? Go do it. Like, yeah. go do it. Sometimes you yeah. have to do it. Where does where does where did Valanciunas end up like in this carousel? Valanciunas, he's in New Orleans. Okay, so the three days, three games a year. Okay, you don't want to just you'll have Jonas Valanciunas leaning on you. Fine, your Dwight can start that game. I just I I think Westbrook's. But if you're running, by the way, those big bodies can't catch you. And that's the other thing is if you're a higher pace team, a fast pace team, 
it forces those other guys off the floor. You can play the centers that he doesn't want to play against off the floor by moving in the way that they could um, with Westbrook. And it seemed to me, Andy, that they were all very excited at the idea of the of the kind of pace. I would say, especially the guys who were around here last year, you know, all two of them. But you know, the kind of pace that they can play at with Westbrook around that just hasn't been available for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, especially last year. Look, we we covered the the Kobe Powell uh, incarnation of the the of the second half of Kobe's career, and as great as those teams were, and and great as they were running the triangle, you could always feel a tinge of jealousy from like Kobe and Powell and some of the other guys that the bench mob was always out there running. And those, and those guys, you know, they had to set up. They take like nine seconds to like get across half court. I mean, like by the, there were a lot of times where as much as Kobe would force shots, there are a lot of instances where like, okay, we're down to five seconds and you just started running a set. <laughs> and in the meantime, though, guys like Farmar and, and Odom and Shannon Brown, like they're flying up and down the court. No, That's totally, way more totally. fun. Like the, these guys are going to actually enjoy that. And the, tr- and the truth is, despite their age, these guys can run all day. Like it's not going to be a problem for them getting up and down the court. That's not no. going to be an issue. No, that's not what wears him out. Um, all right, so this this from LeBron. LeBron said this about Russ uh, when asked about wh- how Russ needs to to play to fit in. And LeBron said this, we need Russ to be Russ. We don't need Russ to change for anybody. It's, and then he sort of said it's up, up to them to sort of adjust to, to Westbrook. When we, when we get back from the break, I want to ask you first if you agree with him what a sort of different Russ would look like. And then from there... This gets into a lot of what people talked about in terms of LeBron's brilliance and making any roster around him work. Wayne Ellington had some fascinating stuff to say about that. We'll do it all next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Sweatblock. There are a few things in life they are just not fun to talk about. They're not fun like running up and down the court. They're the equivalent With of- With Russell running. Westbrook pushing pace and exactly. dunking and flying through exactly. the Exactly. On the flip side though, excessive sweating- that is the triangle uh, of conversation topics. Like when you're just sweating through all your clothes for no reason, like it's it's embarrassing and it is the conversational equivalent of running the triangle. Nobody wants to talk about it. Some people don't even like watching it. So that's why I use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. They're stronger, more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. Applied at night before bedtime. Next morning, you wake up, you wash, you go about your day without having to worry about sweat once or twice a week. Use it. You stay dry the whole time, guaranteed or your money back. No more pit stains, no more picking out wardrobes based on sweat. And let me tell you something. If you know of a sweat solution that is doctor created, doctor recommended, featured on Rachel Ray's show and tested by firefighters, great. I'm listening. But until then, check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Uh, Andy, I'm not really a car guy. I think everybody knows that. But over time, I've learned a few things I can sort of handle on my own, whether from looking at the internet, uh, just sort of watching people do stuff to my car. <laughs> You're going to say starting the car. No, I, no, I can do that. <laughs> it's just a button. Yeah. Um, they've really made it. They've taken all the guesswork <laughs> out of it. Uh, but anyway, I'm not like super confident. That's why they don't have two buttons. <laughs> nope, just one button. Um, I'm still, it doesn't mean I'm confident. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go in. I could be shaken by a salesman saying, you know, mm-hmm. don't touch that button. Um, I could be, you know, like this is the part you need. You don't want that one. You want this one. 
I don't want people bullying me around. And that's why I like rockauto.com. I have a, I have a computer, I have a phone. I know what I need. I go to rockauto.com and get it. And I'm not paying all the different tiers that, you know, chain stores have for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers like me, Andy, uh, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. And they're reliably low 20, 30, even 50% off, um, what you get at the dealership or a chain store. So they have everything you need, um, brake parts and tail lamps and motor oil. I could get a new carpet there if I want. So you go to rockauto.com and a carpet for my car. <laughs> you go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need rockauto.com. So I, I thought it was interesting when LeBron said that we don't, we need Russ to be Russ. We don't need Russ to change for anybody. Now that can mean like all kinds of stuff that might mean you know, we don't want Russ to change who he is fundamentally. That could also mean we want Russ to play exactly how he all, like there's nothing. He, I don't think he means the latter. I think LeBron means the forward. Like the essence of Russ should still be Russ this year. And it's well, I mean, my job to sort of make that work. But that doesn't well, mean that there are no adjustments. Well, everybody is going to have to adjust. Otherwise, this whole narrative we've been hearing about uh, mutual sacrifice across the team has been just BS. Like, by definition, it's, it's not just sacrificing shot totals or sacrificing stats. You're also sacrificing style to some degree. And, like, everybody's going to have to do that. LeBron is 100% both correct and, I think, honest when he says, you know, essentially, you don't want – Russell Westbrook to fundamentally change who he is, because if that is necessary, unless you are just truly a franchise of star effery, and as much as we've said that is the uh, ethos and DNA of the Lakers, bringing in a star to then say fundamentally change everything about yourself, that makes no sense. No sense. Like that's just, that's just stupid. But, you know, he is, I think LeBron though is correct that you, you want Russ to be Russ to a certain point. And then there are certain things Russ is going to have to change in the same way all of these guys are going to have to change certain things. And you know, it some of these things can be like how you react to having someone as a teammate. Like when you had Magic or LeBron or Steve Nash as a teammate, one of the things you always have to change as a player is I have to always be ready for a pass. Always. Because these guys throw passes out of your ass that you cannot you know, anticipate a second late. You have to always be ready for it. That, that's the type of adjustment that you can be talking about with playing with Russ or really even playing with LeBron. Yeah. And just, it's a matter to me of dialing back some of your worst tendencies as a player, the, the things that you don't need to do on this team. There is no reason Westbrook needs to take six three-pointers a game on this team. Five, six. That's just not, I'm not saying zero, you know, Hello. <laughs> not. I mean, if, if Russ wanted to experiment with how the season would look, taking no threes, I'm willing to watch. No, I I, I would tune in. I mean, I'm tuning in anyway. But um, I'm not going to talk year, him out of it. Last year, he took four. The year before, four, basically. The year before that, five and a half. Like, th- that's, that's too many um, on this team. But, you know, it's a matter of dialing back the things that make you inefficient now on this team because you don't need to be that guy. Um, you know, more attention to detail defending, especially defending away from the ball. That's really where where Westbrook has been most victimized over the over the last few years. Moving away from the ball when when on offense, stuff like that. 
um, things that are absolutely in his control that don't really fundamentally involve changing who you are as a player. Um, and you know, that, that was one of the things that came up over the course of, the, of, of media day. And I, I just, a lot of it was in line because people ask this question a lot too. Like what makes LeBron so good at adjusting? Cause LeBron said, it's my job. Um, I, I, I will make this roster work. It may not be as he said, peanut butter and jelly right away. Um, but Which, by the way, there. that's LeBron's like baseline or threshold for star players coming together and it working. Cause remember years ago, he was doing that interview on ESPN with Rachel Nichols mm-hmm. and with Dwayne Wade. And this is like at the point where the heatles were really cooking and they were looking great together. And they described themselves as peanut butter and jelly, like on, on and off the court, like, you know, cause they're extremely close friends and their personalities mesh. But apparently like that's the baseline by which LeBron measures everything working. It's peanut butter and jelly. Wayne Ellington, actually, you know, when when talking about what makes LeBron so good about this, talked about the reason it works for LeBron is it was a sort of a very almost like Zen way of like, like was his selflessness. Like his secret is selflessness. And by being able to mold himself almost into being able to make everybody around him better and maximize all the people around him, LeBron is essentially able to help himself. That requires both a you know a certain mindset, Andy, but it also requires incredible skill and the ability to be whatever kind of player he needs to be, both of which LeBron just happens to have. Yeah, I mean, he sees the game, you know, at a at a at a level that few people ever will. I mean, it's one of the reasons why he was excited at the prospect. <laughs> this feels ironic, but of you know, collaborating with Magic Johnson because Magic is on a few different levels, whether you're talking about on the court or, you know, what he's turned himself into as a billionaire through all these different off the court opportunities. He's one of the few peers that LeBron really has in terms of just seeing blank. Yep. But you know, LeBron's court vision is obviously a factor in this and his ability to pass like that. But you know, that LeBron has famously always been described, you know, as much as he is an absolute alpha male control freak, and like we discussed in yesterday's show, he is the not so shadow GM of this team. Oh, today and he said he was like, I, I was really, it made me very proud to be part of this process of bringing Russ here. Like he didn't even, yeah. like, I mean, again, by the way, people, people were a little angry with us for that headline, but for a, first of all, shadow GM is a throwback joke that we both find really funny. Yeah. It's, Second, a, it's, a, it's a joke about Linda Rambis people. Right. Like it's really not about LeBron. <laughs> Second, like both of us, the Rambis hive has been activated. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're you're upset at the wrong thing. How many people are in the Rambus Hive? Kurt and Linda and Jeannie. <laughs> and Jeannie. There's three. Um, and so Rob probably pretends, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> you know what? It seems like it seems like LeBron likes her. I mean, uh, Anthony Davis had her at the wedding. So I mean, the, the hive could be double digits. <laughs> I want a hive. Do we have a hive? I'd like to think we, I think that everybody listening right now, this is our hive. This is our hive. Every yeah, day, man. five days a week. Thank you so much for being part of our it hive. Absolutely. It's been a hive. Okay, like, there's the Bay Hive look, and then there's the K Hive. Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look at the numbers that we've had, like, you know, the, the numbers for this show, whether on YouTube, which we only started that channel a few months ago, or since we took over the, over the uh, actual show itself, the numbers have been really good. So thank that you being the much, case. Though. That hey, doesn't hive. happen without a hive. So thank you. Yeah. We're, we should make t-shirts. Yes. People will wear them. Uh, I, mean, I could be pushing the limits, but anyway. 
us as little bees. Kind of cute. Um, anyway, design that out. If you're out there and you want to make the design, we're yes. open for it. Yes. Um, so at KamenetskyBrothers at gmail.com is where you would send that uh, to <laughs> Email us. Email us the specs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. And um, I, what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh, with uh, with uh, LeBron and the way he sees the game, and you know his ability to put players in the right places, and you know as much as as much as he is a guy with a controlling instinct, as frankly most star players are, all that's ever been reported about LeBron, you know, by people like Brian Windhorst, you know, who go back to LeBron with high school, is that his instincts have always been to involve other people Mm -hmm. versus purely just showcase, you know, frankly, his scoring, like where LeBron is on the all-time scoring list is really remarkable when you take into account, he does not have a score first mentality. No, it's pretty amazing. um, All right. The other big topic today that came up repeatedly was vaccination. And uh, for for, this can be a a tiresome topic for people on all kinds, no matter where you are on this issue. Um, It really should be an issue, but it is. There, there are really important basketball and strategic reasons, and the framing that came from the Lakers consistently through uh, media day as to uh, why they were so concerned about vaccination was, I, I thought, very compelling. And LeBron had some interesting stuff to say about this too. We'll do it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever covered in one 100% chocolate these bars are. They are soft, they are easy to chew, and they are healthy. They're great for health-conscious people. If you're trying to lose or maintain weight, but you still want to eat something that tastes really good. It's low calorie, it's low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto folks, the keto hive, and tastes awesome. That's the as other always. K hive. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you got the original flavors like raspberry, coconut almond, salted caramel, banana bread, new flavors, including cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream, they are perfect. For someone like me who loves just really cool, interesting, unique taste combinations and don't want to feel like you're eating the same thing over and over with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Football, Andy, it's back. It's better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams uh, are We're into week four of the NFL season. This is very exciting. It's been a banging NFL season so far. Uh, kudos to you guys over there for putting on good shows. Uh, Bet Online, as always, is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. And with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So you head o- over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Let's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use the, uh, the promo code NFL100. Football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Really quick, uh, just dawned on me. Um, we don't know every single member of the K Hive, but you know who I'm pretty confident? Hundreds of thousands a- of them. Yeah. yeah. You know who I'm pretty confident, though, does not uh, make up the membership of it in any way, shape, or form? Every member of the Rambus Hive. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> if you're looking for places where the Venn diagrams don't it does intersect, don't overlap. Me. Yeah, there's Probably one. <laughs> start for starters. <laughs> we still got time. We could win them over. We yeah. could win them over. You know what? We're not for everybody. I'm not entirely sure there aren't other people. Um, 
No, I'm pretty around. sure it's just them. Just them. <laughs> okay. So vaccination was a a thing that came up a bunch. You know, it's obviously a big deal, uh, period. But it's it's a particularly big deal in sports. It has an impact on you know the se- how the season's going to go, what guys can do, what guys can't. And you know, the Lakers reiterated that by opening night, they expect to be fully vaccinated at 100. percent um, you know, Dwight Howard didn't really want to talk about it, but hundred percent means Dwight Howard has been vaccinated or is on his way to being fully vaccinated. Um, both Kent Bazemore and, uh, LeBron James talked openly about the reluctance. So they had a little hesitancy that they had in getting it and then why they eventually did. But before we even get there, I thought it was really interesting that the Lakers framed the vaccination issue as really one of goal setting like they can't get where they want to go if there's the threat of guys being out of the lineup for longer than they need to be because they were exposed to COVID, uh because they have a higher risk of catching it or because they have to sit in a different part of the locker room or a different part of the plane or whatever because of the rules around unvaccinated players yeah i mean they before we even get more into the the subject of the vaccination one thing that did come up a lot during media day was the mini camp, the unofficial mini camp that LeBron Mm -hmm. organized for the whole team in Las Vegas. And a common talking point from this was beyond whatever came of it in terms of getting everybody on the same page when it comes to the basketball, like the opportunity that everybody really relished, just get to know each other better as people. Like there, there are a lot of guys who talked about how, you know, been in the league 10, 12 years or whatever. So I'm familiar with all of these guys mm-hmm. from a competitive sense, but I don't know them nearly as well as people and just, you know, like learning who they are as human beings. And that was a big equation for the really heralded chemistry of the 2020 championship team. You know, we, we saw this cause we covered that team before, you know, uh, the pandemic broke up everything in person and then at home, right? That locker room was really tight like in because we've been around locker rooms that weren't we can tell the difference we can tell the ones that are faking it that locker room was genuinely tight and it was frankly fun to watch mm-hmm. that doesn't happen without the ability to be together can't build that without it you know you have those kinds of questions and you know frank vogel when asked about it said look i i i we can feel more confident knowing that guys are not are going to be in the lineup more that if they are if there is a covet exposure that you know somebody catches COVID, well, the three guys who are around him may not need to quarantine for a week and a half or ten days because they've been vaccinated, and those are going to be the rules and all that. Um, you know, they, they will have more stability in their roster. And then, oh by the way, the state of California, the city of Los Angeles, is, requires these guys to be vaccinated so they can go to work. And so, um, you know, they wouldn't be able to play. They're home games. <laughs> so, I mean, the Lakers have an extra wrinkle to this that made it really significant. And so to see that that this was – that the, that the mindset was there, I thought was was cool to see that this was part of that group mentality of looking out for the people next to you, not just as a way of keeping them healthy, but also keeping yourself available. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I mean, the other half of it, though, was LeBron, Kent Bazemore, talking openly about – hesitancy and being like, look, this is something that I wasn't comfortable with at the beginning, particularly when LeBron says this. I think it's it's very powerful. Wasn't comfortable with it initially. Learned more about it. Weighed the value of it. Weighed being available to my teammates. Weighed keeping my, my, my family safe or whatever. And I got the shot. There are people, both NBA and non-NBA people, who 
have resisted getting the vaccine because of reasons that range anywhere from just pure defiance to conspiracy-laden beliefs. And those are extremely problematic and, frankly, infuriating. Like It, it is yes. very, very upsetting to watch this during this period where you know, extends back to the beginning of 2020, where we cannot resume what is a truly, uh, truly normal state of the world because we keep dealing with all these different effects of the pandemic. Like that stuff is incredibly infuriating. And frankly, I have no tolerance for it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I have no patience for it whatsoever. But hearing somebody like LeBron or Kent Bazemore in so many words, and I, I have no idea the full extent of what brought about their hesitancy, but in terms of the way this was expressed to us, the idea of, look, I'm there are elements of this that just make me nervous. There are elements of it that I don't understand. There are elements of just putting this in my body that for whatever reason doesn't sit right with me. But then I went out and learned more about it and ultimately decided, even if I'm still not 100% comfortable, that this is what I need to do, I can have empathy towards that, even if I don't fully understand it, because to me, it feels like a pretty self-explanatory, well-explained, very researched issue and question. I can have empathy towards somebody just being fearful. And I think most people can have empathy towards just the basic concept of fear. And I think it's really, really useful, especially somebody like LeBron would reveal that vulnerability. I, th I think it was interesting. He was asked a couple times during um, this media session when, when he was talking about, you know, essentially, would you be willing to do PSAs or like right, speak be a up? spokesperson for right. this kind of thing? And LeBron made it very clear. No, not doing that. Like, you know, there are personal decisions people want to make. Like we, we're athletes. This is about putting stuff in our body. And, you know, as much as I think it could be valuable if LeBron would do something like that, not I'm okay with him not, not because A, I think if, if you're not a comfortable spokesperson for whatever cause, it makes you a bad spokesperson for whatever cause. But B, what he did ultimately is helpful along these lines. It, it is encouragement along these lines. Yeah. So I, I think LeBron did great with this. I think LeBron advocates for a lot of important things in a very good way. I think it, it's a difficult position for him to be in anyway, just where he is, because there are guys around the league who don't want to do it. And, you know, but it's not his job. And I agree with you 100%. He said the, the vulnerability he showed to admit that he was hesitant about it is significant. Kent Bazemore did the same thing. Uh, and I thought it was those, really, kudos really, to those guys really, for being honest about it. And really it, quick, I, I thought it was sure. interesting too the way Baysmore talked about this. You know, in in ways that made it clear, he became very aware of just the opportunities he could potentially lose as an unvaccinated player. Like he had a long conversation with with Rob Palinka. This is what he told us, and Palinka, I think, was very. It sounded like polite but persuasive. And I think he, I think the word Bazemore used was honest. And I imagine honest in terms of the information he was giving Bazemore, but also honest in terms of your, if yeah. you're not vaccinated, you can't play home games, right? You can't play like there's, it's, it's no way or there's not, it's not a, you know, you can play, but you got to get tested 10. You cannot play. Yeah. And Bazemore made it clear. Like I started really thinking about like what I might miss out, you know, with this opportunity with the Lakers or opportunities, period. 
mm-hmm. if I ultimately am not vaccinated. And, and I, since, you know, Bazemore said he just recently got his first shot, he's going to be, I assume, having the second one in time that he will have no issues playing in, in the opener. And I hope that over time, you know, Bazemore, LeBron, anybody in this camp starts to feel more comfortable. And, they, you know, they, and Bazemore even said, like, the idea of not having to think about this, I believe, mm-hmm. I believe he said that was something that was good for him, you know, just not having this hanging over him. That's a big thing for the Lakers to be to be done but just because of where we live. And um, anyway, want to let people know that we'll have much more from Media Day, much more as the Lakers get going in terms of their regular season practices. Five days a week we're here now, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube for all the breaking news. When that stuff happens, we'll go there first, and then we'll be able to talk about it on that night's uh, podcast for the for the next day. And so, you know, they just get involved in this whole thing. Join the K-Hive. Yes. And um, <laughs> well, tell people because you're already in. Right. Yeah, that's right. Spread the word. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see everybody tomorrow.